It's religion today, it's ideology today, and our secularist friends also have a faith. Some kind of Disneyland fantasy. I know how this is going to get heard in the secular world. Where the pseudo-Christian masks are off. That's nonsense, ladies and gentlemen. Apologetics isn't just about giving answers to other people's questions. It's also about learning to question other people's answers or even question the question itself. In a Christian worldview. Well, welcome to quantum number 204. Uh, quantum is a program that looks at news and views from throughout the world and what's going on in the culture. We do it from a Christian perspective, though we welcome people of all faiths and none. We like using music to illustrate. And I wonder if those of you who have great taste will recognize what the theme is for quantum number 204 from this music. Iron Maiden's Brave New World. Brave New World, of course, is the book by Aldous Huxley. There are numerous quotes I could give from it, but it talks about people thinking they're building this very progressive new world, and it turns out to be worse than the old one. And I think there are lots of lessons in that for us. Uh, I, don't worry, I'm not going to be particularly depressive in this, but when we see what's going on, you'll see there's a lot of stuff that's real trouble. But there is hope, as we shall see as well. So I begin with what I call this section called the regressive progressives. Now, there was a video I was going to show you. I've decided not to or to let you hear the clip from it because of the language in it. But it's of a, a young woman saying with lots of expletives that she would get pregnant just so that she could kill it, just so that she could have an abortion. I don't know if I've seen anything just so repulsive and evil in many, many years. And then you may not have been aware of this, but when some very misguided people uh, attacked abortion clinics in the United States, and it was a tiny, tiny number of people, nonetheless, it was incredibly widely publicized, and it was implied that if you're against abortion, you supported these people. Well, I'm against abortion. I wouldn't support them at all. But uh, you may not be aware of this because, of course, the BBC, ABC and others won't publicise this. But there have been terrorist attacks across the US against pregnancy resource centres who generally are are apolitical centres supporting women and children in need. And yet people keep silent about that. Well, um, on the same line of trying to build this brave new world, here is President Biden. Today... I'm about to sign an executive order that directs key federal agencies to protect our communities from those hateful attacks and advance equality for families. My order, my order will use the full force of the federal government to prevent inhumane practices of conversion therapy. This is the first time. This is the first time. 
The federal government is leaving a coordinated response against this dangerous, discredited practice. The executive order will also support mental health for children by addressing bullying and suicide and making our schools safer. Addressing the nation's mental health crisis is a key pillar of the unity agenda I announced in the State of the Union address. Now, you'll see what he's talking about, the inhumane practice of conversion therapies and the mental health crisis. Well, I do want to say something about the conversion therapies in a moment. But the mental health crisis is really real. And I think that progressive policies on family, on teenagers, on transgender, on sex, actually create mental illness. Or, how will I put it, exacerbate it, make it worse. I don't think they help at all. I think President Biden's policies are not helping in general with mental illness. In other words, they create the problem and and then say that they're going to solve it. Now, what about conversion therapies? That's a, a phrase that's used for almost anything. If you are talking about, let's say, uh, violently trying to compel someone to change their perception of their own sexuality. Very, very few of us would disagree with seeking to ban that. I mean, that's already illegal. If that's what you mean by conversion therapy, if you mean brainwashing, then psychological manipulation. But if you mean counselling or people asking for prayer or people wanting advice and help in dealing with what they perceive and often rightly to be sinful then no you can't ban that i mean here's something listen to this i'm going to show you some books in my third grade classroom with lgbtq representation because representation matters pride the story of harvey milk and the rainbow flag is a true story of how the rainbow flag came to be a symbol of the lgbtq community and what it means to that community today Julian is a mermaid and Pink is for boys are two stories that challenge gender stereotypes and encourage boys to be who they want to be and to not conform to what society tells them that they have to. A Family is a Family is a Family is a story about all kinds of different family structures and what it really means to be a part of a family. Now that's a teacher basically indoctrinating her children. Now I think that's the kind of thing that should be banned. Of course that's not what President Biden means. That kind of conversion therapy he thinks is really good. The kind of conversion therapy that seeks to to change the gender of somebody, the sex of somebody even as they say, then that should be banned as well. But that's not what he's talking about. And in this crazy upside down mixed up world Here is Ricky Gervais. Now, I think Ricky Gervais gets a lot of this stuff wrong, and I think he has no answers whatsoever. But he also can be, first of all, he can be very funny, and then he can can be very um, perceptive, Uh, as well, to be honest, as sometimes I think hypocritical. But here he is being at his best. We still know so little about the brain, and 150 years ago, we knew nothing. It was just, it was all guesswork, right? And, uh, like, everything was just mental. If you weren't a white sort of heterosexual, married, Christian man, right? If you deviated too far, for, it was mental. They just went mental, like, like homosexuality, mental, mental illness, you were put in an asylum for life, or worse, tortured. Women who fell pregnant out of wedlock, mental, asylum for life, right? And now we understand things more, we're more tolerant. We're, I think it's going too far the other way, though, because now nothing's mental. 
You can't find somewhere that someone's... Nothing is considered mental. Everything is a syndrome or an addiction or a preference, right? I could have my legs removed, have wheels put on, identify as a pram, right? <laughs> and if you sound mental, you're a bigot, right? Now, that's a bit hack, that joke, now, isn't it? Oh, identify as a thing then, right? It's a bit old-fashioned, right? But I'm going to leave it in to annoy people, right? <laughs> Because that's the bit that'll offend people. Same as humanity. I talk about AIDS, famine, cancer, the Holocaust, rape, paedophilia. But no, the one thing you mustn't joke about is identity politics. The one thing you should never joke about is the trans issue, right? They just want to be treated equally. I agree. That's why I include them. <laughs> you know? No, that's just... I, I, where I think he's wrong in that clip, by the way, is his... his... Uh, too simplistic characterization of the past. Uh, it, wa- it wasn't the case. Of that. There was, there's an element of truth in what he says. That's often the case in caricature, isn't there? But uh, I have to say that his analysis that it's gone too far in this brave new world is, is surely correct. That uh, you, you identify almost as anything. Now, Gervais goes on to say that people critique him for doing saying this, and he says, well... In effect, he's an equal, equal opportunities of offender. He offends everyone. But it is interesting. He's right that the, the one group you are not allowed to make any criticism of are people who use identity. Some identities, by the way, my identity as a Christian, I don't think stops people making fun of me. And in this same vein, uh, again, I, I saw this tweet. I'm not going to put in the expletives. But basically, somebody was pointing out, and this is true, Gardener's World is now doing a story on a drag queen gardener. Yeah, of course. Why not? It's a mad world. And in this world as well, here in Australia, there is a, a, a biological male called Roxanne Tickle who's suing Giggle App founder Sal Grover because he didn't pass as a she when attempting to use what is a female-only app. Now, Sal Grover has been served notice she'll have to prepare a case for the federal court to defend her position that there should be female spaces and services for female only. It'll be really interesting to see how that case goes because it'll have serious implications for all Australians. In Scotland, uh, we're, yeah, we're the wokest of the woke, at least the Scottish government is. The words women and girls have been erased from a Scottish government-backed advice leaflet teaching youngsters about periods. The Young Scot Information calls women those of us that have both our ovaries and a womb and half the world's population, but it does not refer to women as women. On the other hand, when it comes to males, guess what they call them? Men and boys. So girls gone, women gone, men and boys, they stay. Welcome to daily highlights of the FINA World Championships 2022 in Budapest, supported by Nikon. And then the news throughout the world at the moment is in terms of transgenders in terms of sport. And uh, this happened this week. We make sure that no one is taking drugs to try and cheat, to try and gain the tiniest advantage. And yet women were expected just to accept that someone was going to come into this sport with a six, seven, eight, even 20% advantage. Yeah. And it, it was just crazy. It just was not fair to half of the population, as you said. 
Inclusion is really important, though, and FINA have said, look, we're going to create an open category. We're spending six months now with a workshop trying to make sure we get this right, talking to everybody. Um, but basically, anyone that has gone through male puberty will not be allowed to compete in the female category. Yeah, absolutely and, brilliant. And the key um, thing is... This that's is Sharon Davis speaking, inclusive. pointing out this inclusion over fairness and people being excluded. The, the, the points that are made in that clip are very important. Again, I, I put links to all these clips or I put the clips themselves on the, the Weefly uh, blog. But the points that are being made are really important. Inclusion over fairness and people being excluded. The point is you say, well, this is about inclusion. But if you have a man who beats women in a women's sport, women are being excluded. So when you might have been got a gold medal and instead you get a silver or a bronze medal because a man's beat you, you're being excluded from that position. Or I think of the two girls I was told about from their mother who've trained at football at a Premier League club in the United Kingdom. And then what happens is they find out that the, the girl of the year, the soccer girl of the year, is actually a boy who says that he's a girl. And when the mother complained about this, the club accused her of being transphobic. Here in Australia, we have somebody called Peter Fitzsimmons who has a hatred of Christianity and very often a hatred of truth. He's a very good writer in some ways, and I enjoy reading his books. But he's written that this is a not an issue at all except for a tiny handful of elite athletes. It's all a storm and a teacup. And um, as my colleague Steve McAlpine puts in his article, he's a... Peter Fitzsimmons is as unwise in his words as his wife Lisa Wilkinson is with hers. Lisa Wilkinson, by the way, is a kind of TV host who is now in deep trouble because, in effect, she's been in contempt of court over an alleged rape case. Now, as Steve McAlpine points out, Fitzsimmons doesn't get it. Australians want fairness for trans people in Australia and they want fairness for women in sports and these are competing rights. And I think it has to be, uh, the fact that he sees, Peter Fitzsimons sees it not as a problem, and he's a former rugby player, is utterly ridiculous. A man playing rugby in a women's team is likely to cause considerable harm. What a brave new world. Okay, let's take a little musical break, and I wonder if some of you recognise this 37-year-old song. Well, if you're younger than me, much younger than me, you will think that this is a, a song from Stranger Things. A very hit drama on Netflix. Number one drama on Netflix. But it's not. That's Kate Bush. And the song is on Stranger Things. Kate Bush uh, sang it 37 years ago. And I think it's the longest time it's taken a song to get to number one. It is now number one in the UK and in many other places in the world. Kate Bush, by the way, is a fascinating artist in many ways. I just, I just thought that was quite lovely, actually. 
But in this brave new world, let's talk about a world without marriage or family. Now, some of you may be aware that I've debated Peter Tatchell, the Australian gay rights activist who's now based in London. Um, I watched a video that he put out of himself recently speaking to the LGBT Humanists Association. And, uh, well, you listen to this first bit of it. My starting point is marriage, no thanks. Civil partnerships, no thanks. I think if we were starting from scratch, neither marriage nor civil partnerships would be the model we'd choose. We'd aim for something better, more modern. Now, if we look at the history, of course, marriage goes back millennia. But originally, it was never about love. It was about property. The purpose of marriage was to guarantee paternity between father and son to ensure that property was passed through the male line. So just take the word husband. An alternative meaning for the word husband is to manage and control, which is what historically many men did to their wives. Now, what Peter is saying in the whole of the video is it's not of these four same-sex marriage. He's against all marriage. In fact, he's against civil partnerships. Now, I knew this. I'd, I'd debated with him for an hour and a half. I knew that when he said he wanted same-sex marriage, that he was in effect lying, or at least he was using it as a political thing. But he's now come out and said that he just wants to get rid of marriage, full stop. And that's where this is going, by the way. And it just does incredible harm. Marriage and the family have been the bedrock of society for most of human history, if not all of it. The Christian view of marriage is one that is absolutely crucial to the health of the whole of society, not just the church. And if you don't have that, if you go away from that, you end up with this. Now, just let me say that the next clip is, I want to give you a warning about it. It contains some sexual content, but this was given to 10-year-old girls. And it may be that you, you don't want, if you've got any children listening to this, you don't want to listen to this. That's fine. But you've got to listen, you've got to hear what's going on. This is an Australian politician talking about what happened in his daughter's school. I have to say, it is not often in this job. I am absolutely shocked. I thought I'd, I thought I'd seen everything, uh, but this one um, is um, is uh, just just beyond words. Uh, it is a, a a note from a constituent who says, "Hi, Bernie. This is a worksheet that my ten-year-old daughter brought home from school, and it includes a photo of the worksheet. Part of her homework was to discuss with her father his erections and ejaculation." I find this very disturbing and sickening, as indeed do I, I have to say. I have complained to the school and was told it was just part of the curriculum. Can you advise who else I should make a complaint to? Well, I could go on for days who she could complain to. My daughter still plays with dolls and writes letters to the tooth fairy. There is no way any little girl should be told to ask these questions. Well, so say all of us. What the hell is going on in this state when 10-year-old girls are told to go home and talk to your father about his erections and about his ejaculations? What the hell is going on here? The man is surely right. How do we protect our children from this perversion? Parents, you need 
to monitor what your kids are being taught in school because there are activists and others who, in effect, are grooming children in the name of their, their ideology. It is absolutely horrendous. Another thing that came up in this regard is the whole question of fertility. There's an article on the BBC talking about somebody called Lindsay Beckett, um, who in April 2022 froze some of her eggs. She was 31 years old, single, originally from Northern Ireland, lives in London, and she wanted to protect the quality of her eggs. Um, And she said, I'm not dating to find a sperm donor. I'm not bothered about all of that. Now, the use of egg freezing in the UK has increased tenfold in the past 10 years. And I think it's a trend that's really worrying. A woman in her early to mid-20s has a 20 to 25% chance every month of getting pregnant. Fertility declines throughout a woman's reproductive years, and this accelerates after the age of 35. By 40, the chance of getting pregnant in any monthly cycle is around 2 to 5% and a 50% increased chance of miscarriage. Despite this, there are almost 150,000 babies born in 2020 in the UK to women over 35. Now, there are a whole range of different issues involved in that, but my concern would be um, how the child is being brought up, my concern would be not having two parents, and my concern would be that, again, it's the wealthy who can do this. If you've read Bayview World, you know the extent to which this is carried. Let me go to the the US. Um, US Secretary of State Antony Blinken told the press on Thursday that he pushes LGBT rights with his Saudi Arabian counterpart. Now, of course, the problem here is the US is having to go to Saudi Arabia to seek it to pump more oil into the system in order to try and exclude Russia. By the way, that's not working because the Russians are selling the oil to the Chinese and the Indians, and the Indians in particular are selling it back into Europe. The fact is that the sanctions on Russia have meant that Russia is now making more money per month from oil and gas than it was before the sanctions were put into place. Again, people just haven't thought all this through. But what strikes me about this particular story is that the Americans are seeking to impose their cultural values, liberal progressive values or regressive values, upon the whole world. And Blinken talks about how he's funding the promotion of the LGBT agenda across the world, saying that the US government has funded approximately 10,000 LGBT human rights defenders through its Global Equity Fund, whose uh, equality fund, whose partners include the Royal Bank of Canada, Deloitte, Hilton and Bloomberg. Oh, brave new world. And then uh, the climate news. Let's come on to some of this. Again, a brave new world. So here's a tweet from somebody in the area where I live, uh, North Sydney. Many houses on the northern beaches were without power this morning and there will be more blackouts to come. I know it's a bit cold, but it's a very small price to pay as we finally take real action on climate change and ensure we never have bushfires, floods or earthquakes ever again. If you can't see what's wrong with that tweet, I I don't know why you're listening to um, this podcast, because all the action we take on climate change, and and again, I'm not talking about the particular issue in the sense of, you know, how much of it is man-made and so on, but... None of that guarantees we will never have bushfires, floods or earthquakes ever again. 
And by the way, here in Australia, coal and gas power stations are to receive uh, money to keep the ailing electricity system operating. Queensland has returned to surplus in its budget ahead of schedule because of record coal and gas prices. Australia is making a mint out of exporting carbon, whilst our politicians here talk about how we're going to not use it here in Australia to, for climate change. It doesn't make any sense. The German Greens are now saying that they're going to reopen coal stations for at least another year. They don't want to use nuclear. They're all being brought on Atomkraft, Neindanka. But they know that Germany has to have energy. It's not going to come through renewables. And if it's not coming from gas from Russia, where is it going to come from? Again, a brave new world. Well, society has changed in another way. Listen to this clip um, from uh, Sky News here in Australia about, well, it, it'll become obvious. Now, many of you will remember the wonderful British television interviewer Michael Parkinson. He hosted great talk shows and had a spe special sort of soft spot for Australia, I suppose. And as part of their 90th anniversary celebrations, the ABC is rerunning many of the shows he broadcast from here. My guests tonight are three people who came from ordinary backgrounds to create extraordinary careers for themselves. Those were the days, weren't they? Walking on with the music and we're all sitting down by the TV. We couldn't record it. You had to be there at the right time and watch it with your family or you'd miss out. I had a look at some of them today, some of these episodes. I would have watched many of them with my family when they were first broadcast. But what about this strange little warning that the ABC put, has put now at the front of the shows? The following program expresses attitudes that are not consistent with current standards and may offend some viewers. Say what? These Parkinson reruns might offend us? These chat shows might offend us? Were we that ribald back in the day? The ABC thinks it has to preemptively apologise for jokes or comments made in old shows that might retrospectively not be seen as appropriate. We warn you that back 30 years ago, people weren't woke. We warn you that political fashions of today weren't around back then or that in the old days, political correctness was not a thing. Parkinson. Whatever can they be why, about? why are we putting trigger warnings about Parkinson? Because in this brave new world, anyone who doesn't have exactly the attitudes of the progressives is deemed to be dangerous, offensive and everything else. All right, enough of that. I've been doing my top 10 concerts. Um, this is Madame Butterfly from the Sydney Opera House. such a beautiful thing to be part of such a, uh, a wonderful story in so many ways um incredibly moving to witness it's one of, for me is one of the greatest moments 
that I've had in terms of listening to me. In fact, one of the greatest moments of my life. And I long to go back to Sydney Opera House. Let me also give you some other news. Uh, this is some sports news. I'm really, really, really pleased, really happy to be uh, finally in Munich. The club was really interesting. And uh, finally, I'm here, really happy, and I'm very looking forward for the new challenge. That is the Liverpool striker, or actually the former Liverpool striker, Mane, who's moved to Bayern from Liverpool for 35 million. Now, in this obscene world, he gets paid £250,000 per week, £13 million, pounds, uh, £25 million Australian dollars uh, per year. Extraordinary. And yet, I, I love Sadio Mane. He's a Senegalese soccer star. He earns that amount of money. Um, one time his fans were criticising him for carrying a cracked iPhone 11. And this is what he said. Why would I want 10 Ferraris, 20 diamond watches and two jet planes? I starved, I worked in the fields, played barefoot and I didn't go to school. Now I can help people. I prefer to build schools and give poor people food or clothing. I built schools and a stadium. I provide clues, clothes, shoes and food for people in extreme poverty. In addition, I give 70 euros per month to all people from a very poor Senegalese region in order to contribute to their family economy. I do not need to display luxury cars, luxury homes, trips and even planes. I prefer that my people receive some of what life has given to me. That's just brilliant. All right, and I went to the cinema with Mrs. Robertson a um, couple of times. Once in Scotland and uh, recently when we were back. And last weekend here in Australia. And this is what we went to see in Australia. What do we have here? Yeah, here I thought we were special. Fellas, this here's Bagman. Hangman. Whatever. What the hell kind of mission is this? Everyone here is the best there is. Who the hell are they going to get to teach us? What the hell? Good morning, aviators. This is your captain speaking. It was maverick, and I've written a piece about it, so I'm not going to say too much. Just to say, it was wonderful. And it was great to go to a cinema to watch a film where I wasn't being preached at by progressives about how horrible and racist I am for being white or any of the other LGBT stuff or anything like that. And here's the interesting thing. Lots of other people think that too. Here in Australia, Maverick has just become one of the top 10 ever grossing films uh, in Australia. And it's about to become that throughout the world. It's uh, about to break the one billion mark in terms of the income that's come from it. I hope Hollywood's listening. Because Disney need to listen. Listen to this. There's a That's a, you, you can't see it, but that's the clip where there's a, a lesbian kiss in Lightyear. Disney, of course, trying to promote LGBT stuff through everything. And guess what? Lightyear, which was supposed to get about $80 billion in its opening weekend, got less than 50 and has bombed since then. To infinity. And... And then another bit of good news from the film scene. Uh, listen to this. In stories of war, there is that which is seen and that which is hidden. In God's name, Fleming, what are you writing? 
spy story. In the hidden war, the truth is protected by a bodyguard of lies. Its soldiers unseen pray, its heroes unsung. This is our war. Now, we saw that film, Operation Mincemeat, star, starring Colin Firth in a gold cinema in Sterling. It was gold. But what a wonderful film. In fact, both of us, myself and Annabelle, came out and said, wow, I don't want to spoil the plot, but, you know, the, the starring couple don't commit adultery. The Bible is quoted favorably. People showing people in prayer. The story itself was absolutely fascinating. So, Lightyear, forget. Maverick and Operation Mincemeat, I would recommend. All right, we're going to love you and leave you, and I'm going to leave you with Dvorak, New World Symphony. Brave New World? No. Not being built on this earth by progressives or liberals or right-wingers or whoever. The Brave New World, the New World, is ultimately coming through Jesus Christ at the renewal of all things. I think that's a wonderful hope that we have. So I leave you with this. Uh, please go to the Podbean fundraiser if you wish to support us. Uh, you can go to the website and you'll see the links to various clips and uh, news items and articles. And if you've got any comments or suggestions, please aim, email me at theweefly at gmail.com. All right, God bless you and see you next week. Mm-hmm.